2: Well, Crimson family from the PTV Wrestling Network,
0: throw the streamers, shake hands, and let's enjoy a little honor. Welcome, everyone, to this month's episode of A Look Back Through History in the Pod of Honor. Uh, it is the Pod of Honor for the month of June, better late than never. I am your co-host, uh, Scott Criscola. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed the first few episodes. We've gone through timelines and shows and guys and all sorts of fun. Uh, And we're going to have an amazing episode uh, for you tonight. Um, Because we're going to go back, not that far back in history, to look back at arguably one of the greatest single-year feuds in history. And to look back at maybe... For the first time since 1989, one of the greatest trilogies in wrestling history. But I will not do it alone, because I have some honor, but this guy has lots of honor. He would never not shake hands. He would never not uh, break under the ropes. He is the Ricky Steamboat of the PTB Wrestling Network. Good evening, Steve Willie.
1: I'm Drags. I am... <laughs> I hope someone cleans the computers from our blood after we do this podcast. There was a ton and it got a lot of blood.
0: Yeah. Um, How are you? What's going on?
1: Ah, I'm doing okay. A lot of of wrestling going on. Yes. Well, there's a lot of wrestling always going on. So it's fun to just find a topic and just going a little bit deep into it. I agree. Uh, yeah, just reliving like a, a feud all at once, especially because yep. it's not it was a trilogy and it was. not like 12 matches or three years of matches. Uh, Correct. Just like, yeah let's, let's watch three matches and see what they what they're like. Absolutely. And, and it also
0: uh, gives us a look back to last year, which is where we're going. When we talk about wrestling in 2022 and how almost different it is compared to even now. I mean, one year, mm-hmm. it's so different. Um, but check back our, our episodes are not for the most part, not chronological. So go back to the site, PT, uh, place to com, or your podcast catcher type in pod of honor and look back at the first,
1: uh, how many episodes have we done Four. these are good questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, I I think this remember. is five. I think this is number five,
0: yeah, number five. So I think you're right. So, uh, go back and look at the pre- listen to the previous episodes after you listen to this one, so you, you don 't have to turn this one off it 's not episodic. Uh, of course, Steve Willie and I also are together on one of the uh, longest running shows in our network 's history, and that is of course place Nation 's main event new episode dropped last week. I think you 'll really like it uh, you could uh, for those that watched Forbidden Door, uh, check back and check our preview, see how close we were to being right, and then we had a nice little tribalism discussion. Uh, If you're listening to this the day it drops, next Friday, not this Friday, next Friday uh, will be our next episode of Main Event. We will recap what happened uh, on Saturday in London at Money in the Bank and look ahead, of course, to the Motor City. But that's other stuff. Let's talk about tonight. All right. So when we think of like a capsule of matches, uh, whether it's whether they mark a feud or they mark, uh, you know, a, a a snapshot of history. Usually it's three matches. Uh, I know two feuds off the top of my head. And, and if you have any other Steve, please say them. The two that of course come to mind for me is. Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat, of course in 1989 and triple H and Batista in 2005. Uh, two matches, two, two feuds that had a trilogy of matches that got progressively better as they went along and, and had an amazing climax. The uh, trilogy we're going to talk about tonight is very close to the Triple H Batista one. Respect, revenge, violence. And that's how it was tonight. Uh, that's how it was last year with this feud between these two teams. I think you're kind of getting an idea of where we're going tonight. Uh, Steve, of course, picked this because he's the best. So, set the table for us steve what are we uh what are we getting
1: into this evening and what i keep talking about trilogies and teams and blood this could be anything it could be anything we have chosen and we had this on the list before we even started the podcast we were just waiting for uh one of the shows to come out on honor club and that's the trilogy of matches to determine the best tag team in the world between the briscoes and ftr yep um they they said during one of the broadcasts, the best tag teams in ROH history. I, I don't know if you could do that when FTR had a total of three matches. Uh, Correct. The ones we're going to do, but That's um, clearly the best, you know, the the Briscoes, I would say easily the best tag team of the 2010s. And then, you know, FTR a little bit more current, uh, you know, right. late 2010s, early 2020s here. Right. Yep. So just in. One of those things when Ring of Honor popped up uh, again under Tony Khan, just had the first pay-per-view, what should we do? Bap, ah, throw Briscoes and FTR together. Uh, brilliant. Sometimes yep. uh, Sometimes booking is just taking the easy things. Yep. Absolutely. And of course,
0: as you've discussed, you know, in 2022, uh, ROH was kind of, our, I thought NWA had a bad during the pandemic, but. Uh, During the pandemic, uh, Ring of Honor was literally, I mean, literally about to have the plug kicked. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, we talked about it ad nauseum on uh, you, me, and Nate and and, uh, Pete on main event throughout the pandemic. Uh, We thought the plug was going to get kicked. Yeah. And uh, Tony saved the day, bought ROH, which I think knew was, I I think we all kind of knew was going to happen. I don't think WWE was going to buy Ring of Honor because they wouldn't have done it justice. I admit that totally. Um, I don't think Triple H. I don't think Triple H would have done a Vince WCW two thousand one. Not at all. I don't think he would have done that.
1: It just no, would not I mean, have
0: been the same. You know, they
1: bought Dragon Gate for, and Evolve and all that stuff, and they put up just the current WWE shows, and then ten of the originals, and they haven't done a thing with it in years. They're sitting on years of footage. That yeah. just an intern has to upload to a to a, a server somewhere, right? you yeah. Know, don't exactly. don't even have to do anything with it. I know and it's crazy. They still haven't done anything.
0: All right, it's nuts. So Tony Khan buys it and uh, kind of re re jiggers everything and brings us to 2022 in uh, ROH. And so tonight we are going to to take you to the last. I think it was officially the last three well, probably the three biggest pay-per-views of twenty twenty two uh for um uh for Ring of Honor. Uh and these two teams FTR and the Briscoes. Of course FTR was uh the um you know what's sad? Why can't I ever remember their name, their name in NXT?
1: Well, for the longest time, I couldn't remember their name in a e w It took a good year and a half at least to get it right and The funny thing uh, was I, I literally just watched a match with them or I listened to a review about their matches with oh they were the and, yeah, right. they were the rivals. I was thinking of their trying to think of their individual names and like, no, that's gone no no, no
0: uh well, let's see they were. Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson? Was Scott
3: that, Dawson's I mean, I know da-
0: right? Yeah. I think Dash Wilder. I think that was their names in WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course they were the revival, and of course they and I mean we could do a we could do a show if we were doing NXT. I mean Jesus, we could do a show on them and DIY. I yep. mean that was not as bloody, but easily some of the best work rate of two tag teams. In fact, I believe one of their matches is on my uh G-W-W-E Top One Hundred of all time. I don't I remember see. which one. Maybe was it Toronto? I think it was Toronto. Toronto. Um, maybe it was Chicago. Too. No, Chicago, too, was uh, Tom- Tommaso and Johnny separate. Something like that. Anyway, uh, I think it was Toronto. Um, then, of course, they left because they went to Raw and were treated like crap, like most tag teams are, and left. And they have flourished in AEW A- because I have said all along, and it's obviously it's true, uh, one of the things AEW does better than anybody is is cultivate tag teams and have an amazing tag team division because Vince doesn't give a shit about tag teams. Um, and then when Vince when uh, Vince bought yeah when when uh, uh, Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor uh, and and kind of repositioned it, um, what better way to do the first big show? Because the, our first show that we'll talk about tonight, their first match, they did technically own them. Because uh, of what happened at the end of the match. Mm -hmm. So it definitely happened before Mania. Because this obviously is Mania weekend. Right. Uh, So our our first. uh, Match of the trilogy. We go to April 1st. Of 2022. uh, To what what is pretty much their WrestleMania. Of. um, ROH. And that is Supercard of Honor. And it was the 15th annual. 15th annual, and it was a month before, March 2nd, uh, that Tony announced on Dynamite that he uh, bought ROH. So this was officially the first pay-per-view of the TK era. Correct. Took took place at the Curtis Colwell Center in Garland. I was not at this show. Of course, I was, you know, as I've said before, I was in Dallas Mania weekend last year, and uh, I was not here. I was at another show that night that we're going to talk about in a minute because It affected one of the other matches on the card. It was at Uh Jerry Jones' house. Of course it was, because Jerry (laughs) likes me. Um, uh, uh, I wish I could go to Jerry's house. It would be great. Well, I was, those two nights, the next two nights, I was at Jerry's other house. Yes. That's a different story.
1: I'll talk Uh, to Dak. We'll see what we can do. (laughs)
0: Love you, Dak. I know Logan Croson loves Dak. So uh, That's
1: got a lot. Like Quite a bit.
0: I, I love Dak, too. I just need a win. Uh, <laughs> yes. I need I need a I need more than one win in January is what I need. Do you have anyway. a Prescott jersey? No, I, I'm going to go
1: all over the place tonight. Do you have a Dak Prescott jersey? Of course I do.
0: I wore okay, it. Uh, nice. If you saw my pictures, I wore a Dak. I had a wore a Dak jersey. Uh, I don't think I wore them both. No, I didn't. I wore it the Saturday. Mm-hmm. I wore it night one of of mania. I wore my Dak
1: jersey. The uh, blue, at, blue with the white. sleeves. Yes. that's the best one. Yeah, the
0: uh, yeah, uh, that's the one I had. And uh, stood at, uh, on the, the whatever it is, like the practice thing in front of the AT&T. And I stood there on the star because I show respect. Not you, Tio, You suck. And <laughs> uh, and just walking into a building. Just uh, Anyway, but if you want to hear all those mushy stories about me at Dallas, go back to past episodes of Main Event and the NWA Saturday special. So anyway, um, but that Friday night, I was not here. I was at another show. Uh, let's go through the card quick and then we'll get to the match. So there were four pre-show matches uh cole cabana cole, cole 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 cabana defeated blake christian aqa defeated miranda alizé uh gates of agony defeated uh the Shino- two two great tag team names mm-hmm. the gates of agony and the shinobi shadow squad <laughs> that was like However, the end
1: of cheeseburgers ring of yeah, honor pretty much
0: uh and then dalton castle defeated joe hendry then the uh proper show, Swerve Strickland, of course was in AEW, uh defeated Alex Zane. Brian Cage defeated Ninja Mack. Uh
1: I love Willie Mac, too. Right? Is that Willie Mac? Is that No, Ninja ben Mac two? is this little looking dude. Oh. I thought um they actually recently tagged Ninja Mack and Willie Mac after having a match. Ninja Mac is the most flippiest of flippy. Really short oh, and oh. kind of stocky guy. Mm-hmm. Um he's like if Jack Evans was a fire hydrant. Oh, <laughs> that's good. That's a good. One. I like that person. Uh, Jay lethal defeated Lee
0: Moriarty. Cause nobody likes him. Um, then the title matches. Now this was interesting. This is what I was about to mention. So mm-hmm. Mercedes Martinez defeated Willow Nightingale by submission for the interim ROH women's title. Cause at the time the ROH women's champion was, uh, Deanna Purrazzo. But she was already wrestling at the show I was at that night, which was the multiverse of matches, which was the mishmash of uh, New Japan, NWA, and um, Impact. It was a mishmash. Mm-hmm. And Deanna Perazzo that night defeated uh, Fabi Apache, mm-hmm.
3: uh,
0: but she wasn't even defending the ROH title, she was defending the AAA title, which was a good match, by the way. And then Taya Valkyrie. Came out, which was pretty funny. So, Deanna Perrazzo was not at the Supercard of Honor to defend the ROH World title because she had already committed to being at Multiverse of Matches.
1: So, right, because those were at the sit. They, they were trying to do it. Now that you say this, I remember this. Yeah. Um, they were trying to, she was trying to be able to do both shows, but it just didn't work out with timing.
0: No, I mean, I don't know where this was. I mean, Garland, I have no idea where that is, but yeah. uh, the Multiverse of Matches was where WrestleCon was at the hotel. Mm-hmm. The Fairmont, I think it was, I think it's
1: called the Fairmont Hotel. And I know it was no like hard feelings or it wasn't like a no. Medusa situation. It was just and Ring of Honor pretty much let everyone get out of their contracts. Um, right. You know, during the pandemic and yep. it was, you know, they tried to work it out and it just, it was literally just timing.
0: Right. It was pretty much timing. You're exactly right. Uh, in the rest of the matches, Minoru Suzuki defeated Rhett Titus
1: to win the ROH television title. I looked forward to that match. I did watch the show when it was on. I mm-hmm. I was I hate Retitus. He might be a nice guy. I don't know. I just never liked him. So I looked forward to this match more than any Retitus match has ever existed. Because <laughs> I just wanted menorah to beat the crap out of him, beat the crap out of him.
0: I don't. I'm I'm ambivalent because Retitus shows up in in NWA a lot. So mm-hmm. um, he's okay. I, mean, I like his mask, that weird, creepy, drippy skull thing. But he's, he's okay. Uh, Wheeler Yuta won the pure title. He beat Josh Woods. And then the main event in the uh, the uh, unification match, Jonathan Gresham defeated Bandido to win the... <laughs> that seems like a lifetime ago. Um, it does. <laughs> doesn't it? Uh, to win the then ROH world title. Of course, we all know what happened poor Jonathan down the line. But anyway, um, now to our match. Uh, so at the time, the Briscoes... Were your ROH World Tag Team Champions uh, FTR were the uh, AAA?
1: Maybe they hadn't won AAA yet. They were the. They were just IWCP the AAA. Titles. Okay, because yeah, uh, the second match they had all three. Right, they did. So, I think
0: here they may have just had the the AAA. I, I think. Oh, I thought they had the IWGP. Nah. Now I'm confused. Who knows? Maybe they just didn't have the belt with them. <laughs> yeah, they had. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they may have had one or the other. I'm not sure. Anyway. Uh, so this was the first match, regular straight up wrestling match uh, for the ROH uh, tag team titles. Uh, FTR had their awesome tights with FTR on their butts in the ROH old school font. Of course, the font of our show logo. Um, 27 minutes and 25 seconds. Longest match of the night. About three minutes shorter than the main event. Uh, you could definitely tell, in my opinion, Steve, and tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, I feel like they knew that this was going to be long-term. So even for 27 minutes, I feel like they they spent the first few, few like maybe half of the match kind of going through the motions until they figured out some kind of a, of a rhythm to get through the match without going mm-hmm. too far overboard because I think – I think everybody knew that this feud was going to have legs. So I feel like they didn't want to push the gas. And I don't want to say it hurt the match. But when I first watched it, I'm thinking, oh, this match was really good. But I wouldn't say it was the greatest thing on the planet.
1: I would give it like maybe three and three quarters. Yeah, I went to like, um, I went about four and a quarter. I was thinking four, four and a quarter right around there. So really not much difference at all. I mean, that's right. When you're talking, that's pretty close. But it was just like, uh, it was kind of a, a Southern tag it was it was tag tag team wrestling and yep um I, yep. there were a lot of talking back and forth beforehand cuz i couldn't really uh you know play this up on AEW TV cuz it happened so quickly and uh yeah one of my favorite parts in the beginning was when Dax got frustrated and chucked the chair in the ring and Paul Turner made a perfect catch there yes. the referee
0: yeah i agree i agree um uh, yeah. I, I I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the the back and forth and the you know the way they were working things. I thought it was. I thought the Briscoes did a great job of kind of holding themselves back a little bit. Um, the crowd was.
1: You have stuff okay. to say about these crowds. Yeah, like this, a- you are you know you have a traveling crowd, right? Because of WrestleMania. You also weren't sure really what was gonna happen with this show because of everything being up in the air. I think they had about two thousand according to Cage Match, okay. so with a lot of these shows They get put together at the last minute with Tony buying it, they were kind of you know taking out some of the old guys and you know like your Red Titus and your josh woods um Bandito who eventually came back. Uh, even willow nightingale to a point was more just used here and there so it was trying to reestablish all the titles to have a starting point of where you wanted to go so i thought this was a decent crowd they were more of a pro brisco's crowd not by much but because mm-hmm. it was a ring of honor show um to the second show which we'll we'll get to Mm -hmm. I thought that I was really disappointed with that crowd in general. They were Mm -hmm. quiet, um, especially for it being the main event. And it was a more of an AEW crowd. Massholes.
3: Yeah, it was more of an
1: AEW (laughs) crowd than a Ring of Honor crowd. And I believe uh, Ian Riccomoni and Caprice even mentioned that. And then the final match, though, I thought it was actually more of a Ring of Honor card. With it being final battle at um, yep. I don't remember where that was. If it was at Baltimore, or...
0: uh, I don't remember either. Uh, uh,
1: Dave gave oh, in this Texas ma- again. Yeah.
0: Oh, final battle. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dave gave this five stars. I don't see it. I don't yeah, see I it. wouldn't agree with that. Yeah, I don't see it. Uh, for comparison, he gave the opener Swerve and Alex Zane three and a quarter. I remember gave, really liking
1: that match. He gave Lethal and uh, Moriarty four. I really. remember liking that match, but not to a four star. That was that was when Lethal turned heel, mm-hmm. um, and we weren't sure if he was going to be in Ring of Honor or AEW because he had, it wasn't that long before that he started in AEW.
0: He gave. Uh, Suzuki and Rhett Titus, one and three quarters. Although, <laughs> on a Steve scale, he gave it 467 stars. Yeah, just,
1: I don't think Rhett Titus more than... Got, it was a squash, basically. Um, it's squash.
0: The Yuda-Woods match, he gave two and a quarter.
1: It was a disappointing I do
0: remember. Disappointing, you said?
1: Yeah, I thought yeah. it
3: was
0: way better. And then Gresham and uh, Bandito
1: got four and a quarter. Do you agree uh, with that? With, yeah, with his... You know, his scale has gone upwards over the past, like, five years or so. So I, I kind of stand... I, I don't go above five, mm-hmm. um, and that's just my... Pre- I, I understand why Dave did it, and I I respect his views on wrestling. It, it just that, you know, he has had so many matches that he's like, well, this five-star match from, like, 1980 is a lot different than this 2022 match. <laughs> um, I know. Totally, <laughs> so, like, right. I, I get it. Um, I, I don't think that people really need to put so much stock into the ratings. Rate them how you like. I agree. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are moviegoers that are like, I can't believe you rated that Elemental three and a quarter stars instead of three stars. So what are you doing? I know. But there, maybe there are. <laughs> how dare you be so generous with a quarter star? Yeah. Well, people do that. People do that with wrestling matches, so it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought it was a really solid match, and it established the feud. There was really the beginning was a little disappointing, and I, and I think this has been happening in Ring of Honor way too much. The whole mm-hmm. point is to shake hands before and after. It's always been that way. And when you don't shake, it's generally you're in the middle of a feud or you have no respect for your opponent. Mm-hmm. And so right off the bat, you're supposed to establish that these two teams have respect for each other. And But FTR refuses to shake hands right off the beginning. Right. I was like, right. That's kinda, that doesn't really make much sense. I agree. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, as the match went by, uh, there was a lot of blood in this series. Uh, but Jay and Mark were busted open in this match. Yep. Uh, Deck started bleeding for. I I even went back and watched. I have no idea where Deck started bleeding. Not even sure why they would bleed in this match. You know, I feel like that would be something to build up to. Right.
0: Um which I feel like they did. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember myself. I think uh, Did he hit the guardrail? No, that would be it. What did he Did he hit something that uh Try to remember something stairs. that went on on the outside. Stairs maybe, yeah, something happened on the outside if I remember
1: correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even and even Jackson. Mark, I had my notes too. I said Mark bleeding from dot dot dot. I don't know. Maybe a tornado DDT on the floor. I know. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of spike shots in this mm-hmm. match, and those would get more prevalent
0: as the year would progress. Um, and then FTR one with their with their
1: finisher. And, yeah. Uh, um, and locked they locked the doomsday device and then transitioned into the, the big rig. The big and rig. I, I actually forgot that FTR was the one who won the first match. I thought it went Briscoe's, FTR, Briscoe's. I thought, <laughs> I, I did not recall. So it was actually kind of a surprise that they, they won to me. I, huh. forgot, I completely forgot that. Right. That was the way the matches went. That's funny. So so
0: FTR wins the uh, the ROH World Tag Team titles in match one from WrestleMania weekend in Garland, Texas
1: in, uh, 2022. Uh,
0: you no, know
1: I know these matches picked up from one to three, the amount of notes that I had <laughs> from one. Yeah. Like, oh, there's not that many notes that I had on this one. Oh, this one has a little bit more. And then the third one, it's just like <laughs> scribbles. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's, I again I had a feeling that the match was kind of gonna be like that. Mm-hmm. Um uh so it was kinda of gonna be like that, that it was gonna be more of a feeling out match, but was still I mean the match is exceptional. Match is exceptional. But I wouldn't I wouldn't give it five stars like uh Dave did. I I would say it's more like three and three quarters, maybe bordering on four stars. But mm-hmm. uh so we fast forward uh about three months, three and a half months. To July twenty third, twenty twenty two, in at the Songus Center in Lowell, Massachusetts. Paul E.T. Yep, uh, I, uh, um, I believe I was in Rhode Island that weekend. I don't think we. Uh, I would think I was visiting Mr. Rosero and the crew. So I don't know if we actually went. Well, we didn't go. anyway. That. But That's uh, right
1: around St. Mary's time, I
0: believe. It was St. Mary's. That, that was the weekend. I'm pretty sure it was St. Mary's. Um, so, uh. Death Before Dishonor. And uh, here is your card. We had a bunch of title changes here. So, obviously, at this point is when Gresham had his issues. So, Claudio (laughs) Castagnoli, Mr. Cesaro, defeated Gresham uh, to win the ROH World title. That match got three and a quarter. Uh, In the six-man tag team title match, uh, Dalton Castle and the Boys defeated the Righteous... Uh, to win the uh six man tie titles, two and three quarters. Uh in the uh pure title match, uh, Wheeler Yuta successfully defended against Daniel Garcia. I remember I remember us I talking about this match on main event.
1: Yeah, because uh, I picked I kind of picked and choose, chose some of these matches. I don't think I watched all of them.
0: Uh-huh. Uh four stars. Uh Roosh defeated
1: Dragon Lee.
0: And of course Dragon Lee's now in WWE. Yeah. For the stars.
1: brother. Yep. Yep. Uh
0: Mercedes Martinez did end up winning the ROH world title. She beat uh she beat Diana and tonight on this night she beat Serena Deeb, one of my other persons. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they
1: brought Deanna onto Dynamite yep. to to uh, drop and it. that was the the workout between Impact and them. Just to show that there was right. no yeah. hard feelings at all. They they put him on the show and right. that was going to be what happened anyway. So Yeah.
0: And so Martinez uh, won in seventeen twenty, three stars there.
1: I wonder what uh, Serena Deeb is up to right now. She's been off of TV for quite a long time. Uh, she has been. Well, uh, mm-hmm. oh, there is an uh, update. Is that a couple of weeks before we? No, no real. Uh, many believe that she is hurt right now. OK,
0: that's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Samoa Joe, of course, now, you know, at this point, Tony started giving some AW guys ROH belts. Although they are ROH alums, but Samoa Joe defeated Jay Lethal to retain the TV title. Then the match we're about to talk about, we'll get to in a minute. Actually, it was the main event, so let's talk about it now. So, match number two, FTR defending the ROH World Tag titles against the Briscoes. This time in a two out of three Falls match. Feeling very flair steamboatish, yes. sir. Because and, of that, of course, that was the second the second match of that trilogy back in nineteen eighty nine. At Clash of the Champions Six was two out of three falls, and that is my favorite match of that trilogy, and my favorite NWA match of all time. Um, I when I and I didn't, you know, what's funny, Steve? I, I I wanted to do my best to kind of go into this cold, mm-hmm. so I didn't even know the I didn't know either of the stip's. Oh wow! And so I had no idea this was two out of three falls, and I certainly had no idea what the third match stip was, which we'll <laughs> uh, I'll get to in a minute. Which yeah, the 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 wrestling boner pop there. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh so this was two out of three falls. And I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be juicy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. Um and it was the main event, which I thought was pretty great. Uh looking back, Steve, on a side note, was there a reason why they did the Claudio Gresham match first? I yeah, think um, to just get that drama out of the way. There were two
1: or- reasons, and I don't remember a hundred percent, so I-, I I'm just going off of memory here. Um, like, Gresham was very upset that they were going on first. I know that they wanted to. And Ring of Honor historically has put on tag team title matches in the main event. It's not something new. They've done it very, very... Gosh, I, I want to say that, like, back when AJ Styles and Amazing Red were tag teaming together in, like, 03. You oh. know, like, the first year. uh 03, 4 that they were in the main event sometimes. So this is not something new that they're doing just to like piss off Gresham. That was one of the reasons why Gresham was ticked off. Um, Plus the amount of time for that match got put down. um, And Gresham just didn't think he was going to be used properly. So, um, and I I think it was just a combination of things where it just wasn't a a good fit. Uh, Mm. So they, I, I was surprised that they put it on first, but I, 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 do think that there were extenuating circumstances going on, and to be right. frank, if you look at the rest of the card, I mean Samoa Joe versus Lethal—that's a legacy match. Lethal was Joe's, you know, underling for in way back in '05. Uh, like I think the FTR versus the Briscoes deserved the main event. I'm surprised they didn't get it in the main event in the for final battle. Mm. I was very surprised when they weren't the main. Yeah, imagine tomorrow. imagine having to follow that. I
0: know, right? And it, somebody did. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> this on, match God. obviously. <laughs> I, I I know we have to wait, Steve. I I, I know I want to I want to jump into that match literally in the deep end of the pool, but yeah. Uh, but this match was excellent. Uh, I liked it a lot. It it uh, I mean I love two out of three falls anyway because it just mm-hmm. it brings out I think a step like that 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 that, that promotes kind of stretching your time out. Uh, leads to what should be good wrestling, particularly if you've got guys who kind of know how to, how to handle this. You know, FTR has had their share. And the Briscoes, I think, uh, was it Caprice that said it? Like, the year before, 2021, uh, the Briscoes won, like, six two-out-of-three-fall matches that year.
1: So they, something- it, was, it was a few years before that. They had a long history of doing best-out-of-three-matches, and it was pretty original that they would win two falls to zero. And you right. even heard, I believe, Jay after the first fall, which right. they won by slingshotting. Um, I can't can't tell who, but like did did a doomsday a regular doomsday device for three. Um, really, it was a yeah really slow. Like the big part of it was Mark doing cactus elbow, and then I believe Cash Wheeler hit him with a massive clothesline on us. Uh, Running across the apron and then Jay hit him right back, which eventually led to the doomsday device. Uh, But so, yeah, after that, Jay just kind of told Mark, he's like, all right, let's go for the sweep again. So there are some some good throwbacks and it helped having Ring of Honor commentators
3: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: on the show. William Regal was on. Oh, William Regal was out for the Wheeler-Uda match and the Claudio match for the BCC guys. Yes. And we'll see the BCC guys later. Oh, incidentally, uh
0: backtrack one minute that we forgot. go back mm-hmm. to Super Card of Honor. Um uh Matt and uh Matt and um Matt and his brother came out uh and ate uh threw a couple super kicks in FTR's face. Oh, I didn't uh I didn't see that. Yeah, because it was they they did a little super kick party action, the uh, the Jackson boys and uh they they started throwing jabs from the we left this dump a few years ago and now we own it <laughs> they did such a Vince move it was great um yeah he they came out at the end of uh they came out at the end of the match at supercard of honor <laughs> um which is great cuz they were getting heat cuz they were you know they were heels and a lot of people think they're heels period but um uh this match definitely amped up the the violence meter Yes. Uh, FTR, I love the fact that FTR always wears different colors. This night on this match, they wore red. Um, the Briscoes just only slightly alter their camo; otherwise, they pretty much wear the same. <laughs> um, these were a little brighter, but uh, but FTR had red on. Um, this one definitely was paced differently. I feel like the Briscoes dictated tempo more in this match. I felt FTR dictated more in yes, the first match, especially the um, first
1: half felt really slow.
0: Yeah, it uh, definitely did. Uh your total runtime was forty three uh twenty six. Uh Mark pinned Dax at sixteen thirty three, then Dax pinned Jay at twenty nine thirty three, and then Dax pinned uh Jay again at forty three twenty six to win the car the, to win the match, two matches to one. Uh that one came out of nowhere. I was actually expecting the Briscoes to win this match. Uh I this was actually the bigger surprise for me. Um the bigger surprise for me, uh, Steve, was that I thought these results were going to be flip flopped. I I could have sworn <laughs> that I thought I thought the Briscoes were going to win this match. And when FTR won, I was like, oh, I guess it's the end of that. But yeah. uh, it's not obviously. Um, and then I think Blackpool came out uh, at the top. Uh, Regal and I guess Daniel Garcia. Right? Is it? Was he in it?
1: No, he wasn't yet.
0: Regal. And... No, he's uh... Claudio. Yeah, Claudio came out. That's right. Claudio came out.
1: And so Yuta, just, yeah, because they, Yuta and
0: Claudio were the new, were the were the new champs champions yes. at that point. Yep. So, but the pacing of this match was was very different. Uh, the violence meter was amped up. There was more blood. Not not as much as I thought, but but a lot of blood. Um, uh, but I was stunned when I saw FTR win. And I gotta be honest, Steve, this crowd sucked.
1: Yeah, I was really sucked. disappointed in this crowd, which is bigger than the mania crowd 3100 people and it just felt silent at many different times mm. even when the violence was picking up cuz the, right. the second fall they got a big rig on jay for 3 after they flapped jack mark into the stairs and that busted him open
0: yes oh my god that was stiff holy yeah. shit
1: you can actually like, hear it i don't think he i don't remember if he had his hand in front to block it either probably not yes <laughs> Knowing them, probably not. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of that fall, which legitimately got me to laugh out loud, was they were starting to fight behind the tables in the announce desk. And Capricious yeah. goes, go do it at the Spanish announce table, not here. And Ian's like, wait, I don't even think there is a Spanish announce table at this show.
3: <laughs> it's like, I don't
1: care. <laughs>
3: um,
0: what are your thoughts? Because uh, I don't really know him that well, Uh mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Riccoboni as a as a play-by-play
1: guy? Um, I think that he really grew into his own over the years. When he was... Towards the end of Kevin's run, uh-huh. there was, like, Kevin and Cole Cabana and Ian, and Kevin would come in for the big shows, and it just didn't work right, where Kevin and Ian... Like, Kevin was trying to let Ian take the lead, but... Kevin's more of a play-by-play guy, so it was just kind of, it was a little bit awkward. Mm -hmm. And then, for the longest time, Ian would try to throw in, like, um, hip-hop references, uh, which was strange, because you already had Mauro Ronaldo doing that to a larger crowd on NXT. So, but but he, he, Ian knows his stuff. He's, uh he he's really intelligent in terms of knowing the product. Yep. He's not over the top, but mm-hmm. he's got a good enthusiasm. Right. So I, I, I like him. I think Caprice is criminally underrated at color commentary on mm-hmm. uh, the, in the third match. I'll, I'll just say it now before I forget, he would yep. just, when it got so violent, he's like, you know, I'm having trouble watching this just as a friend, you know, the, um, these guys call me on my birthday. They call me on my kid's birthday. And I'm like, I'm sure he's not that close with FTR, even though they're all from North Carolina. But I believe right. that about the Briscoes, like a priest spoke at, at Jay's funeral. Right. Uh, and bringing that kind of. Um, expertise to it. He, I think he's a really good color commentator. And when you would, when he was in AEW a bunch last year for the ring of honor shows, I, I thought he did an excellent job too. And hope to see more of them I, there's there's enough shows where you can do more but bring the guy in for rampage we don't need chris jericho <laughs> exactly chris jericho just but overall that. i thought they did it, the two of them do, do uh, a pretty good job they've had some pretty crappy ring of honor announcers over the years but the, uh, the, yes. the uh, pretty much yes. the entire first seven years oh well, maybe five years have mm-hmm. been pretty bad yeah I agree. Dave, I was just Dave Frazak and Lenny Letterman were probably the only decent announcers before Kevin came, and then like Kevin and Nigel, are excellent. I like the choice uh, of them, doing collision. I love Kevin
0: and Nigel. Well, I love Kevin. Yeah. So that's. But I'm I'm obviously being biased because I love mm-hmm.
1: Kevin.
0: But uh, I was just curious because I don't I don't I don't know a lot of Ian. I mean, I've listened to some stuff, and obviously, I listened to three matches of him today. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I I like him. He's not bad. Uh again I I just I'll always love Kevin cuz Kevin's Oh sure. Kevin's a good friend so mm-hmm. uh Kevin means a lot to me. So and I was very happy when he got his the AEW gig. Uh did you see though that Collision uh, you know this is going to happen. I thought it would be at least a few more weeks but obviously uh the second episode of Collision's
1: ratings Oh yeah. not as good. But you knew Yeah, I, I knew that was going to happen and I am like it's going to have to kind of um plateau a little bit like get to you know right a few weeks of it yep i'm a. am yep. just like rampage what destroys rampage all the time is how every year when it gets moved around for right. a tournament and for mba you don't know where to find it and right. then that takes away ratings because you're not going to go hunt for it and the same thing happened to raw way back in the day with the dog show and yep. and, tennis. and the us open yeah yep. the ratings would go down because you're expecting it to be there and it's not, so you're just not gonna go on a hunt for it. And right. which college football comes, and the NFL comes. Well, the NFL, like, do they do Saturday night games for NFL, or aren't those in the afternoon usually?
0: Yeah, and they're not till the the end of the year. Yeah, so they're not until, like the last two or three weeks of the season.
1: Yeah, the um, other take a hit there. Yeah.
0: So, um, but yeah, I mean, you got primetime CBS games this this year. Mm-hmm. This this year on CBS and I know this obviously firsthand, there'll be morphing some SEC and then Big Ten before Big right. Ten
1: is permanent. Um, All they got to do any- is compare. It's, it's just compared to what usually would be on that at that time. Right. Um, should we look up Brazilian Isles? And... <laughs> I thought about doing that the other day on main event. I thought about looking at historical uh, <laughs> TNT numbers on Saturday night from uh, 8 Eastern to 10 Eastern. Yes! Oh, uh,
0: God. <laughs> who were the... Who, who, what was the... um? Oh shit. What was that uh that that lawyer show with uh Mark Paul Gossler and uh Oh god Su- no
1: not suits.
0: No, Suits is the other show. Suits was on USA after Raw. Yeah. Suits is actually a good show. Oh, what the hell was it called? Oh crap. I gotta look it up now. I'm I'm um, looking it up right now. All right, you look it up, I'll I'll yabber. So so F T R won the match, and I was actually very stunned. Uh <laughs> I, I was stunned that he won the match. Franklin and uh, Bash. Franklin and Bash. That's it. With Brecken Mayer.
1: God. Oh, God. <laughs> Terrible. Um, The third fall was vicious. Yeah. And that really stepped up the violence for the, the yes. next match. My favorite right. part of Ian Riccoboni in this match, I already said my favorite for Caprice, was... And uh, there's probably three people that are going to be listening to this podcast, and so will get the reference that he made. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark did his... Uh, blockbuster from the apron you know like the old buff by Agwell blockbuster and he does it from the apron yeah. to the floor so I, I i can't remember his exact words but he basically referenced bill cullen the old host of the game show blockbuster oh my god yeah that that's a late 70s early 80s reference right there probably before bill he was even born. cullen yep great game show blockbuster
0: yes you know my favorite uh one of my favorite game show hosts ever was Jack Barry. Oh yeah,
3: and uh, he did Jeffers Joker's Wild.
0: Wild uh, no whiskey and weed like uh, like Snoop would do Joker's no. Wild, but uh, Jack Barry always had that evil look on his face, and I with the giant with the giant uh, uh, handle to turn the the fucking roulette thing and or the whatever <laughs> the the, uh, the the slot machine thing and oh so good.
1: I remember god then this is showing our age but whatever i remember being scared as a little kid mm-hmm. because he like fell and collapsed on a run or something like that and so he just all of a sudden disappeared from joker's wild and they mentioned from the uh um, oh, yeah, whoever the guest yeah. host was mentioned that he had like a big fall and i was only a little tiny kid and i just remember right. being really scared like wait that could happen like a game show host can just disappear because you see, you know, at that time Bob Barker was on for you know a good thirty years at that point. Right. Yeah, he died suddenly in nineteen eighty four. Yeah, yeah who nice. would have thought we would be talking about Jack Barry on a Ring of Honor <laughs>
2: show?
0: <laughs> or uh, I know everyone's. I know most people think their favorite. I mean, my favorite game show theme. Is twenty five thousand dollar pyramid? It's because yeah, Jake and I used to use it on the You know what else was a great theme? Tic
1: Tac Toe.
0: Okay, now we really have taken this podcast to a different. Wink point. Martindale. Wink Martindale. I love Tic Tac Toe. What a great show. Anyway, <laughs> um, imagine FTR and the Briscoes on a game show. They'll just throw the fucking desks at each other. It'd be great. Um... Uh, you know why, Steve? Because there was a stretch when you were working at home and you would talk to us in, in our chat that mm-hmm. you're
1: watching game shows on you, you would have Game oh, Show yeah. Network. Yep, Game Show Network and then like the Pluto sh- uh Pluto had a bunch of old game shows like the original oh. prices, right? Uh what's his name? Alan Lunt or Alan Yeah. Right? He
0: that that was uh what's this that, that was what's her name's husband? Uh Betty
1: White. Betty White. Betty White.
3: Yeah, yeah. He yes, he was pass- on
1: Password, yeah. For God, it's like it's so much fun to watch some of those shows. The game shows today they're like sped up a little bit. Even when they bring back the old ones, yeah. Uh, card the, sharks, I love card sharks. sharks. Love oh, card. who's who's your card shark guy? Were you, were you a Bob Eubanks guy? Were you? Yeah. A, or
0: who was the other guy? Jim
1: Jim Perry. Jim Perry. Jim Jim sales Perry. Century, another great he show. Jim
0: Century, yeah. Um. Uh. Peter Tamarkin. He did. No? Yeah. no whammies, yep, no yeah. whammies, no whammies Come on, no whammies Stop! $5,000 and a spin Love Pressure Luck um, As a matter of fact, I think, I think it's a Norwegian cruise ship Is actually doing uh, Pressure Luck as a game show on the ship That's awesome oh. I'm a Royal Caribbean guy, but That's, that's actually very cool
3: uh, They never
0: did a computer game for that For Pressure Luck Why wouldn't you? Oh don't know, it seems like a pretty easy thing to make it is a uh, it's a great slot machine. It, when I was on my cruise back in May, uh, there was a great there was a great uh, slot machine that I want some serious buckos on with the uh, nice. spammies. Yes, it was pretty great. Uh, anyway, uh, who what were we talking about?
1: Oh no, I know. What you're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about the uh, third file. blockbuster from the apron by Mark.
0: Blockbuster from the apron. and yeah, then Dax uh, uh, did it. a
1: pile driver, and Jade did a J driller, and they just kept kicking out. Yep. Um, uh, did anybody have a finisher k- called Joker's Wild? No. They it should. was an
0: impact it was an impact show, actually, Joe Wild. <laughs> um, um Yeah.
1: Anyway. They, they kicked out of the big rig and they yeah. said that no one had kicked out of the big rig before, which I don't know if that's true or not.
0: I feel like it's
1: not. I feel like in the NXT probably someone did, but maybe not.
0: Yeah. I'm assuming probably Johnny did.
1: Mm-hmm. And then they had like a boxing match at the end, Jay and Dax were throwing some stiff punches at each other. And Mark and Cash went through the table, which is a spot that they show quite a bit when they're showing Ring yes. of Honor. Yeah. Uh, in 2023, the two of them going through the table. Second Jade Driller only got two. And then Dax hit a second rope pile driver, which just looked absolutely brutal uh, yes. to get the three, which also surprised me. Not just that they won, but that it was one essentially in a one-on-one move, just a not just a but like a second row pile driver. it wasn't a tag team move or anything like that yeah
0: i was just eh. i i didn't think they'd be able to top that match uh it was it was really good i i, I would give it
1: four and a half I yeah that that's actually half. what i said too i said four and a half yeah, on that four and a half and, and uh dave gave it five well so i think I he did. had to i think he didn't have a choice
0: yeah, because this Because he gave
1: the other one five. Five,
0: and it's not five. But this one definitely could have been five. But I'd I'll, I'll give it four and a half. Yeah, Cage and match, I said, The
1: first one was 9.58, and this one was 9.42. <laughs> so, interchangeable. No, yeah. no difference there. Well, obviously...
0: Steve Aloysius Willie. Uh-oh. We need a rubber match. Yes. One apiece. And that takes us... To the college... Park Center in Arlington, Texas, December 10th, 2022, final battle.
1: And we are all in the AEW era now.
0: Yeah, oh, totally. Here's your card. Uh, A.R. Fox and Blake Christian defeated La Faction Ignorable, uh, three and three quarters. Athena defeated Mercedes Martinez to win the ROH women's title. She still has the belt to this day, three and a half. Swerve and Our Glory, Keith and Swerve defeated Shane Taylor Promotions. for... Oh yeah, this is totally AEW.
1: Mm-hmm. Really,
0: a, a, WWE would have got trashed for this, by the way. Um, well, they're the interchangeable embassy, at this point. The emb- That's true. The embassy uh, defeated Dalton Castle and the boys in a, to win the six man tag team titles. Three Still and a have half. Now. Yeah. Three and a half from Steve. Uh, from Steve. Three and a half from Dave. Uh, Wheeler Yuda. I guess between. I guess between. Uh, uh, death before dishonor, and this show, Daniel Garcia had actually won the. I think he won it on Dynamite, right? Yeah, I believe uh, so. The Pure Title. We're here by referee's decision. Wheeler Yuta won the Pure Title back. Does he still have it? Uh, Wheeler does have the Pure Title. Yes. Okay. Three and three quarters from Dave. Uh, we'll skip that match. Uh, Samoa Joe defeats Juice to retain the TV title. Three and a quarter, and then. Claudio defeats Chris Jericho to win the ROH World Title three and three quarters. So, like I said to you uh, earlier, I had no, when you just told me the three matches, I had no idea. I totally forgot what the situation was for Stips and everything. And then I saw it. Mm-hmm. Double dog collar match. Double dog collar match. Now, Stephen Aloysius Willie, you have to understand something. And I know you do because you're, you're in my age group. So there's a lot of, and if Dr. G was here, Dr. G would totally agree with me. There's a lot of stips of matches that I hold very dear to me. Match stips that I, I feel like are very sacred and should be taken very seriously and used very sparingly. My number one favorite uh, stip match of all time is Hell in a Cell. And it's been bastardized the last 12 years right? Um, to trash that it just makes me sick.
1: But, just happens to be a, a weapons match that has a cage around it.
0: Yeah, and, and then the cage looks like Twizzlers. And uh, Fuck you, Vince. It, it um, breaks
1: all the time.
0: Yeah, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> uh, cages in general. Love cages in general. And dog collars. Mm-hmm. Now... And I, we talked about it when I did my, my GWCW, my GNWA WCW top 100 matches of all time. Uh, obviously, the greatest dog collar match of all time. And you're not going to change my mind no matter how hard you try. Not you, Steve, but I'm saying rhetorically. You could change my mind because you're you. But November 24th, 1983, Greensboro, North Carolina, mm-hmm. the hot rod and the hammer. You're never going to change my mind. And that match is the top five match of all time for me. All-time. Two studs on a big stage
1: when the stage was just starting to grow. A type of match that we really haven't seen before. No. Because most of us didn't see it when it came out. You know, you yep. might have had, like, the, got the VHS or something like that. Um, we had those VHSs at the library when I was a kid. Can you believe, like, they had, like, the NWA VHSs, yep. like, your best Hell, of yeah. Great American Bash. Yep. And that uh, kind of stuff at the library. That's that's how I, you know, I could watch the shows, but you couldn't ever watch like the which big matches it, and it wasn't even you on pay-per-view, had, which means you live near the coolest library ever. Yes.
0: Imagine, imagine us. All right, everybody, let's just t- let's paint this picture before we move on. So, you know, you're in the library and there's probably like these little cubby holes, you know, where the microfiche is. Remember microfiche? Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I don't care if I'm dating myself. Go fuck. Fuck you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dating myself. Microfiche, baby. And dittos. Remember the yes. smell. Of, remember the smell of ditto's.
1: Yeah, the the purple and the that purple, the, uh, so the black insert. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like airplane glue <laughs> or whiteout. Anyway, uh, I,
0: I digress. But just imagine, like you know, you're in those little cubbies where, like you know, you're you're watching videos in the library, and you got this kid watching some National Geographic on the Paleolithic era or whatever. Then you got some other kid watching something about Abraham Lincoln or whatever, and this other kid's watching, you know. Something about geometry angles. And then there's little Steve. Yep, little Steve end, watching
1: fucking Starcade eighty eight. <laughs> yeah. More than that, we're talking like Great American Bash like 85. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all the tours. <laughs> the tours. Like the uh, scaffold matches and uh yeah, like the bunkhouse brawl. Like they had that in like the special oh, yeah. interest section. Yep. And those things weren't cheap. Like VHS tapes back in the day were like 140 bucks.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And they used to Kids edit them these so days. bad. They used to edit them so bad.
1: Oh yeah! Imagine being in Steve Willie's classroom
0: when he was, you know, eleven years old. What does Thanksgiving mean to you, Bobby? I like turkey. Jane, I like football. Steve, Starcade eighty-five, the gathering. <laughs> <laughs> With your little cowlick hair, Yep, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and your and your uh, kitty trapper, <laughs> and your Transformers trapper keeper. Yep, not far from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, more than meets the eye. Um, so oh, that's fake. Oh, okay. uh, Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Hmm. My seventh grade teacher said that, and literally, we thought we, it was you know the movie Class of nineteen eighty four. It was about <laughs> to turn into that. <laughs> because she said that we, we were like oh what did you do this weekend oh my dad took me to see wrestlemania this i was in seventh grade this is 1986 uh my dad took me to see wrestlemania 2 and i was getting high fives and the teacher goes you know that's fake right and literally every kid looked at her like li- literally like santa claus was fake mm-hmm. like we were she, we were literally gonna put her through a fucking table <laughs> you don't say that you stupid bitch not 1986 yeah. fuck is wrong with you jesus christ I hate adults. Anyway, um, (laughs) so when I saw, Steve, that this match, the rubber match of this unbelievable trilogy of respect was a double dog collar, I went, "This, this can't be. This can't be this good. This can't be handed to me right now. No way. Because not only do I love the dog collar, but you're talking about two teams that get, Steve, that get what to do with dog collar chains. They know what to do. They're not scared of it. It's not like WWE wrestlers now. could be scared of a chain. Ooh, I don't want the chain to hit me in the face, you know, because I got to go do some fucking Snickers commercial or some shit. No, 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 no. Mark and Jay are like, fuck, I'm not going to be in any fucking commercials. I'm just going to turn his face into a fucking cheeseburger. <laughs> and Dax, and, Dax and Dash are like, Cash are like, dude, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. They knew what they wanted. That you could tell that, that the four of them were looking at each other like, this isn't final battle. This is Greensboro, North Carolina, November 1983. <laughs> let's, just, let's just fucking fight. Steve, I've never, and I've seen a lot of violent matches. I, I was actually talking about one with Dr. G when we did our tribute to the Iron Sheik. The Iron sheik Sergeant Slaughter boot camp match mm-hmm. at Madison Square Garden. You know the match. Yep. June 6, 1984. It's fucking Amazing. When, when he pulls the Iron Sheik's boot off, he, he hits the point, Slaughter, and just starts beating Sheik in the fucking face with it. 11-year-old me had to smile. Um, or 10-year-old, actually. Yeah, it was my birthday. Yeah. 10-year-old me. Um, yeah, I couldn't watch out my mom. My dad loved it. My mom, no. I couldn't. She couldn't see that. Um, you know, and then you look back and. Like Sean at Bad Blood '97. I mean, Taker. Until Kane came out, Taker was fucking assassinating Sean in that match. Sean, I think, got two moves in. Pretty much, he spent thirty minutes literally bumping Death out of his body. I mean, his face—literally, you couldn't see anything. It was just a giant red thing. It looked like a cherry. Uh, we talk about start uh, um, a pair of of uh, others Hell in a Cell's. You want to talk about other bloodbaths, Steve? You got Taker and uh, Brock from No Mercy 02
3: mm.
0: and from Little Rock. Holy crap! Even Paul bled in that match. <sighs> Jesus! And then a match I mentioned earlier, uh, Vengeance 2005 in Vegas. Triple H and Batista in the cell. That was just a disgusting bloodbath because I remember Batista wore white. He was right, hard. just like FTR wore white here with the dates on their butt. That was awful. I didn't
1: like that. I didn't really? like I, I like that they were white but they also had in the front F T R I P uh which actually it was funny cuz the guns did that later um mm-hmm. the guns basically came out at the end of this match and attacked FTR yes. but on yep. uh on AEW pretty much the next week the whole story was uh you've uh, um after WC well, uh Wrestle Kingdom cuz a- after this match they went to Wrestle Kingdom and lost the IWGP titles so right. they came back and had nothing, and so the guns did FT but they mm-hmm. had that on the front of their tights, and so you're pretty much implying we're losing this match because they have the first date on the back that they started in Ring of Honor, and then the last date. So I, I didn't really, I didn't really care for that, um, mm-hmm. and maybe I wouldn't have, maybe I wouldn't have recognized that if I went in cold, if I watched this live but i had already known the result so maybe i'm just looking too far into it but i thought that was kind of a a strange choice i did like the the roh logos from the first two show though i thought that was excellent
0: yeah i mean it, it went in it was it was i was just i didn't even know what to think i i had no idea what to anticipate what i was walking into when i threw the match on uh oh my oh my one spot. There were two spots that did it for me. Okay. The uh, Two spots for me. Well, three. Uh, the one where I think it was Mark threw himself into cash in the pile of chairs outside the ring. Oh, the have,
1: Beal? The yeah, think like when, he, when he threw him off of the top rope yeah. by the chain, and then he just basically did a somersault. Yeah. <laughs> flip I mean, from the top rope the to f- the pile of chairs. The f- what the, the fuck? F- terrifying. Um... The, uh, I believe
0: it was Jay who crotched Dax with the chain. I think they were both in the top rope, and and I think I think it was Jay that crotched uh, Dax with the chain. Just imagine. The only other time that something that might be more painful than getting a chain, a, a, a heavy metal chain, smacked into your scrotum, was probably. Uh, the match between Sabu and Terry Funk when they're picking barbs out of their crotch during the barbed wire match,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and then the 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 the, the move. You're, I think you know where I'm going with this. The
3: move that did it for me: superplex.
0: Oh, yep, on just the chairs. Just on just fucking chairs. And just everything hit. And the backs, and the knees, fucking heads. I, yeah, really,
1: I thought I, Jay took that one the worst. Like, the back of his head hit a couple of the chairs. Because, yeah. you know, th- this spot has been done many times.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: But I feel that the fact that the chairs were so spread out. And not right. just one pile. Where it's like, okay, someone just... They're both going to take it on their backs or something. No, right. like, that was a good... It was Dax's entire body... I and mean, basically the back of Jay's head and shoulders just crack. Yeah, it was, it was, not, it was not good.
0: I, I was, I mean, I know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, listen. There's times where I assume you obviously have to suspend some disbelief. In real life, that is absolutely ridiculous. But unfortunately, uh, Steve, as you know, I'm kind of a sadist. And I'm like, fuck, man. If you're just going to, if you're going to punch the ticket, punch the fucking ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not wrong. <laughs> they're, they're, they're probably, I mean, listen, you obviously have to know. You obviously have to know that your body can handle it. Uh, and I mean, these two, these four guys were fucking, I don't, I think they just, threw, think about whoever the agent was for that match and they're sitting in the back. What the fuck do you... I mean, what are you talking about? Now, I mean, yeah, what do you talk about? I mean, think about this. Let's go back to Starrcade 83. Obviously, you know, back those days, it wasn't high-flying stuff, so pretty much Hammer and and Hot Rod pretty much just beat each other in the face with the chain, and obviously they had the storyline with Piper's ear. Um, So there was no, like, crazy flip-flops. Like, you know, Piper wasn't going to suplex fucking Hammer on a pile of chairs, although knowing those two sick fucks, probably would have... Uh, but, but uh, I mean, if Piper was alive, he'd all he'd be all in on this match. <laughs> That's the sad part. Um, and then they they're doing the uh, kind of the 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 whatever you call it, the Crippler Crossface or whatever you, we can legally call it now without being
1: disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just with the chain in the mouth and stuff. Yeah,
0: and they're just and they're doing their you know FTR's trying to do their whole grab hands so they don't tap and yeah and the briscoes like nope nope you ain't doing that this time them boys ain't letting you do it this time and they're they're yelling and they're trying to grab and they're trying to and the place is going fucking nuts finally Mm -hmm. a crowd that's not dead and the place is going fucking crazy and then finally dax uh dax tapped out and the briscoes won back their roh world tag team championships 13 time champions in my opinion better than the dudley's
1: just my opinion but yeah this this is a five-star match for me i don't uh, give those out lightly i in fact i rarely give out five stars right uh but yeah it was a, it was a five-star match if i were uh, watching this live i would have had no idea who would have won. i would have figured the briscoes were going to win just because of the way the the story went but i right i mean i i i didn't know what the finishing move was uh i bit for the second J driller I thought that's what oh, yeah, it was gonna yeah. be. Yeah. Because it was like a J drill on a cha- the chair. Then uh, I thought he was gonna do a J Driller off like the second rope because Dax was going for another pile driver, only this time off the top rope. So I, I fell for a couple. What I did like about the match towards the end is after that beal from the top into that chairs that you had talked mm-hmm. about, Mark right. was not in the match anymore after that part. And it went on for a few more minutes. Correct. But the only thing that he did at the very end was out of desperation. You know, when cash was trying to hop in, like you said, he just held them back with the chain. So he couldn't make the save. Um, and this so was the so shortest
0: sad. match of the three. This match was 22, 20. Uh, you couldn't go much further than that. Uh, there'd
1: be nothing. No, uh, not for this type of match. I think th- no. yeah, I th- that was actually smart. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah be nothing left the blood. No. Good God. Uh, we we talked when we did our Briscoe's our Jay Briscoe retrospective mm-hmm. that really no one bleeds like Jay Briscoe. No, and you're right. This proved it. They're like it's a crimson mask. The side of his head was shaved. It wasn't just a crimson mask. It was like all over his head. He was the Red
0: Skull. He was Captain America's <laughs> that's enemy. And I love. And I think that's. I think when he gets busted open, that's when his dreads look best because they're all just dirty, yeah. and
1: gross, and oh, and at the and end, one was like. It, you know dreadlocks are kind of you know sticky and like to begin with but one of his yeah. dreads got like coagulated with the blood so it was just oh! sticking up in the air it, it's like when a little kid like is in the bathtub and they just like put all the shampoo and stick their hair straight up in yeah. the air it was like that only with dreads and blood
0: oh it's crazy what are
1: we watching
0: oh my god <laughs> i mean in my opinion now dave now, what
1: does Dave have to give it, for Christ's sakes? Because this match is easily better than the first two. Uh, he did five and a half. He did five and a half. And, I, and again, I, like, I understand where he's coming from there. Like, you have to go higher. Yeah. Um, and then uh-huh. the cage match was 9.64, which there's... I'm going to go all-time matches. Um, Isn't it still uh, some one of those... It's, a, it's the highest-rated ROH match of all time. And we are, let's see, 31st of all time, according to Cage Match. Um, highest rated match of all time was March 1st, 2003, between Kobashi and Misawa. Oh, Kobashi and, and yeah, yeah, that's that, in 1982. Yes. You've seen that match, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen Jesus, it. Jesus Christ. A lot of Kenny Omega. Holy crap. Omega Osprey from 2023, 9.78. That was from uh, From, Wrestle Kingdom, not the most recent one.
0: Oh, I was going to say the one from Saturday? Yeah, Uh,
1: it's too early for that one yet.
0: Okada Kenny, the six star. So
1: the six star is one hundredth of a point higher than (laughs) the seven star. star. It's interchangeable at that point, right? (laughs) We're talking. It also depends how many people are voting for it, but both of those. That's Shibata,
0: is that Shibata Okada match R match, the one where Shibata fucking should be dead? Is that that one March uh April 9th, 2017? It might be. That the one where he pretty much his head
1: just went I'm I'm checking. Yeah, that was the one that was really bad. Yeah. So that was much harder for me to uh that was much harder for me, if I remember that. And you can go in the archives and, and, and look up that one. That that one's much harder for me to, to rate that highly because you shouldn't have a match that literally nearly kills a man. The highest, uh, the oldest
0: match in the top 20 is uh, Crawford and Furnace, which is Furnace and LaFon, mm-hmm. against Kabashi and Kikuchi, May 25th, 1992 all Japan I think that's all Japan
1: right yeah. yeah and this is going to um skew much towards international and Japan just because it's an international website um and much newer as well the highest rated
0: WWE <laughs> match um <laughs> is is Dragon, uh
1: Dragon Off versus Walter versus Walter uh, during the team. pandemic yeah, yep. I don't know about and, that. NXT UK. After that,
0: match. after that, it's a match that I saw live that I think is one of the most amazing matches ever. And that is Andrade and Gajani uh from Takeover for Philly, January of twenty eighteen. Then after that, uh right after that match at twenty seven is uh Brett and Steve from what <laughs> one I saw live thirteen. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Wow, a lot of Okada here too. This might be an interesting uh, show to – might be an interesting list to think about. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Yeah, I mean, folks, if you don't want to watch all three matches, watch the last one. Yeah. That's what I recommend. Final Battle 2022, December 10th in Arlington. Uh, Watch it. It's disgusting. (laughs)
1: It's (laughs) disgusting. But if you love violence like I do, I know Steve kind of does it depends on this i i don't i i'm glad you brought that up because i was watching i i watched the third one before we taped mm -hmm. and at the end of the match i thought to myself wow this is a death match to me Mm -hmm. i I don't and i know you're very similar to me in this regard Mm -hmm. i'm not a big fan of death matches where it's like there's no psychology. We're just taking light tubes from Home Depot nope. and hitting each other with them. Don't even don't. Or get... we're setting up a door and falling through it or yep. we're setting up a plane of glass nope. like Stupid. this is a death match to me where it's like you got a couple weapons, but there's a ton of psychology. They're building from matches they had previously. There were a couple spots in that third match that were uh, Jay basically reversing a whole string of moves that were done in the match prior um and it just you know it's a build of the feud as opposed to hey it's a first time matchup between two people and they're mm-hmm. gonna put each other through glass yep <laughs> you know, it's crazy like, no it's you wouldn't do crazy. that it's crazy right
0: it's crazy mm-hmm. I, I just i can't stand it i can't stand it don't even me start on that you know how i feel garbage cans um but this told a story. It was the end of a story. This is, what, this is what you're supposed to do. This is how cage matches were back in the day at house shows. You didn't open feuds with cage matches. You ended feuds with cage matches. Just the way it was. It's yep. just what wrestling was. You know? And this feud just has such an old school. You know what it reminds me of? Um, yes. Do the, are the Briscoes like, the, you know, and, and is FTR reminiscent of, of uh, Arn and Tully? Of course they are. Mm -hmm. you know something they remind me of and they had some awesomely violent matches during their title reign i'm gonna pull out a team steve that's gonna blow your mind uh they're a damato favorite of mine as well of and i as well uh and that is the awesome wwf tag team championship combo of dick murdoch and adrian adonis they wrestled like ftr they were violent sons of bitches even for mid-80s wwf uh (laughs) them and the briscoes had a brawl um I'll never forget <laughs> one of my favorite TNT moments ever. Chief J. Strongbow, who I fucking hate, uh, is dancing with, with all these, you know, do like some Indian dance in the parking lot of the, of the studio in Baltimore where they tape TNT and fucking <laughs> and Adonis and Murdoch drive by in their Cadillac throwing beer cans at him. I'm sorry. it was just so great. I love Murdoch and, and fucking uh, Adonis. But that you just had two teams, Steve, and I really wish that, that, new, that new wrestlers and, and current young bookers just look at those three matches and look at those two teams, and you say to yourself, wow, this is how I build a feud. This is how I sell tickets. This is how I, I reach that crescendo.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, do you, do you
0: need to have a match where you're all you know, superplexing each other into piles of steel chairs? No, not all the time. Because not everybody can get away with that. But just take the violence out of it for a minute, Steve, even though it is a main component of this feud. When you're simply talking about a narrative, a narrative of, of respect and wanting to be the best, FTR walked around, did not walk around with those three pairs of championships, the IWGP, the AAA, and the ROH, like fucking like um, props. Like, a lot of assholes carry belts around now, which makes me sick. They carried them around like, we won these. They weren't handed to us. We didn't buy them on a website. We earned these. (laughs) We wear these because we earned them. Because we are the best tag team in the world. We're the best tag team in Mexico. We're the best tag team in Ring of Honor. We're the best tag team in Japan. And when you Give it that true sense of reality, that true sense of realistic psychology. That's what makes a feud even better. So don't worry about the 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 violence part of it, Steve. I know we talk about that a lot and how sometimes, you know, there's a limit you reach. Right. But. Not every feud, not every blood feud or not every great feud needs to end with this kind of match. The Briscoes and FTR just they knew this is how it had to end. This is how it had to end for them, but not every feud has to end this way. Dalton Castle shouldn't be superplexing people on piles of chairs. That's stupid. <laughs> or you know, or uh, you know, Seth Rollins should not be superplexing Finn Balor Saturday into a pile of chairs. That's stupid. Is right? Is that who's wrestling Finn on Saturday? Yeah. Yes. Uh, like you know what I'm saying? Like you don't throw that shit around to try to get a pop out of the fans because that's what crap garbage wrestling promotions do with light tubes and bags, bags of fucking glass and all that other bullshit. <laughs> um, it's building to a crescendo. That's what these two teams did built to a crescendo. That's old school wrestling. That's old school mm-hmm. booking. That's sitting down and, and using your brain and figuring out how to go ahead. What's the end game and how
1: do we go backwards? And it, it, that's why I love these matches. It- even so, much smarter is that they knew they only had, you know, there were no other shows for Ring of Honor. They they had to put them, you know, we, on the main event. We talked about this how uh, how do we get the Ring of Honor matches away from AEW because they were they didn't have any other way to show outlet. it. So the, correct, yeah, they didn't have any other outlets. so they were really just booking for these three shows, right? And using yeah. AEW to set it up a little bit. So what are you going to do? Okay, we can't have Briscoes on TV, so we have three shows this year. One, two, three. Gradually build it up. Who's, yep. who's the best between these two tag teams? Correct. Very, very simple. And you, I, well, that's what makes booking work is, you know, you're going to have injuries and stuff, so you're going to have to change plans, but having long-term plans, having a story, and then working backwards from there. You know, okay. This is this is our plan. One, two, three. What are the matches going to be? How do we get to those matches?
0: Exactly. You know what? Uh, it's crazy. <laughs>
3: it's, it's just the I,
0: Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing else. There's really nothing else to say. Uh, um, you you just know. When you're when you're building a team, a, a feud, and you're writing it out, you need to read the room. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at these two teams. You're going, "Yeah, we can kind of amp this up a little bit. This isn't like Joe, and this isn't Wheeler Yuta, and Daniel Garcia. You don't don't give them a dog collar. That's fucking stupid. It's just that's right. not they don't need it. That's not the tone of
1: that feud. Yeah, they can do all that stuff just in the middle of the ring.
0: Yeah, that one's just about snapping elbows and you know and grinding and.
1: You know, sticking the point of your elbow into the back or into the ribs. You know. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I know. I love that. That's a Doctor G thing. You digging, digging the knuckles into the side. Of the oh head, yes. You know, back during, during, uh, the little during things like a the uh, do.
0: Right during a an uh, 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 abdominal during. stretch. Yes. Yeah.
1: Zack Saber does that too. That stuff all the time. It's so I love that. It's so. It, good. It's what makes uh, an, an expert wrestler. Uh, it, it, it separates an excellent wrestler from a, a decent wrestler.
0: Yeah. It's crazy, absolutely crazy. You just know you need to know what to do, and when to do it, and what the tone of your feud is. And this one, rest in peace, Jay. You just do it. You you just did it right every time. He just knew it, you know. Like if yeah, I have to say, and not to go back to, and we did a great Jay Briscoe retrospective tribute show. Please check it out uh, if you haven't listened to it yet. Uh, It's on the catalog. Uh, You could argue that I don't think anybody better understood the essence of ROH than Jay Briscoe Mm. and his brother, but Jay even a little more so. I I mean, I mean, yeah, we've had some legendary ROH guys and through the, and as we continue on, on this wonderful program, we will, we will bring up other greats of ROH history, but Jay Briscoe is a guy that will never be forgotten. I just feel he was the essence of ring of honor. Even going back is 2004, 2005 when they first came in, you know, or 2006. So, anyway, that was fun. That was yeah, damn fun. Absolutely. Great. Check those out. Uh, super Card of Honor 15, Death Before Dishonor, but most definitely uh, Final Battle from 2022. Steve, always a pleasure. I love you. Absolutely. Uh, you are the best. And uh, Steve will be with me next week uh, with the Godfather, Nate Milton, for our next episode of the main event. We will uh, uh, will uh, recap and kind of give a post-mortem on Money in the Bank and look ahead to uh, the big weekend in the Motor City. Um, And uh, next month here on Pod of Honor, uh, Steve Lee is just going just to go into his mind, pick up the top of his head,
1: and pull out something wonderful. Yeah, we are going to go back, back to the randomizer. Ah, so I'm pretty, pretty excited about that. We did that, I believe, in episode three, where we just randomly picked a. Mm mm-hmm. uh, A show to watch. I put it in the random number generator of the year and then yep. I counted up the events and put that in the random number generator. We had the show in Pittsburgh. I don't even remember what show we had, to be honest, at this point. Um, uh, it was, uh, sh- the Chicago st- show. It was the
0: Chicago show. You were at it. Wasn't that the one yep. where we saw your face? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I feel a little, I feel a little Steen action coming on. Kill Steen, kill. Maybe. I'll have to, Mr. uh, Mr. Owens. I am getting a feeling. Sounds good to something, me. Something 2011, 12, maybe. Works for me. Um, all right. Well, Steve Woolley, thank you. You can follow Steve on Instagram. Uh, he has a wonderful picture, folks. Uh, you know what you're gonna do here. <laughs> this wonderful. <laughs> I knew Steve loves good Italian cuisine. He had this delicious-looking lasagna that he took a picture of on on
1: Instagram. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm looking at <laughs> hello like, That's what Steve loves. It just beats a lot of deep dish pizza. whatever I have, and I put it on there. Yep. And it was me and my daughter and Scott. I had one too many pieces. <laughs>
3: <laughs> to
1: one you one too many i went for i went for a walk at the uh, the mall in my hometown with my daughter and i'm like oh now i know what a cow feels like when it chews its cud <laughs> <laughs> it's like tomatoes taste good coming up and <laughs> going back down a second time i guess
0: yeah tomato burps oh my god so painful. <laughs> so painful anyway uh steve always a pleasure Uh, We'll be back next month for our next episode. Uh, Meanwhile, roll up the streamers. Let's shake hands and get ready for next month. The pot of honor. Now
1: this blood is coagulating in my eye.
0: Uh, Oh, cool. Doesn't smell like mimeographs.